0: You have now entered Joe's Common Sense, where Joe uses common sense to make sense of today's political scene. Now, coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska, Middle America, here's your host with a degree in political science, Joe Pilas. I'm your host, Joe. Um, Today, I'm going to be dedicating this episode to my father. Um, On Tuesday, the 23rd, we'll be celebrating three years that he has passed. Um, He was a great man, a big influence in my life. Um, Taught me how to always work hard and to put my family first. And for that, I owe you quite a bit, Dad. Miss you. Love you. So let's get to some things going on. So how many people are paying attention to what's going out there? So how many of you people have paid attention to how everything that we are showing that they're doing on the left is being just thrown right back at us, using Trump again? So so, so prime example, okay, Joe Biden fell up the stairs. Okay, we all saw that. Joe Biden trip. It wasn't windy. Joe Biden trip three times going up the steps. So you remember when Trump was at West Point and kind of shuffled down the thing, uh, down the ramp, you know, it was like, oh, my gosh, his health. Oh, we should invoke the 25th Amendment. Oh, my gosh. Is he fit to be president? (laughs) You know, and 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 that's what these people are putting out there. It's just it's just hilarious. It's like, yeah, so what? Joe Biden fell. So what? Why was it such a big deal when Trump did it? I mean, people are just calling the press out left and right. And what what kills me is that people don't realize how his decisions and his policies and the fact that he signed 52 plus executive orders. I try to Google it, okay. So you can't really get like a number. So can you imagine if this was Trump and you Google how many executive orders did Trump? It it it'd just there'd be a hundred sites that would pop up with the number. You know, in big, bold, like, you know, like 20. He'd be yelling at you to be so bold. You think you could find that about Joe Biden? No. All you can do is get a list or an article of a partial from a long time ago. Um, so uh, it's anywhere from 52 to 58. I mean, we just kind of lost count because that's all he does. So, I mean, the Senate isn't doing anything. You know, we passed a COVID bill that, you know, we've already talked about. Nothing goes towards the COVID relief. You know, 10% of the entire thing. But we don't, we don't hear anything. We don't hear anything. Can you imagine if Trump had signed this many executive orders, which he, there's, he didn't? I mean, you're talking about a dictator. You're talking about a dictator. So the people are like, oh, well, gas prices are up. Well, what does that have to do with Joe Biden? Oh, that has to do with the previous administration. Does people understand that those executive orders that he signed stopped current operations on federal lands, on federal government lands. So states like New Mexico, Wyoming, which most of their state is a federal land, all the operations, the oil operations, all that stuff had to cease. Same up in Alaska, cease. So suddenly we go from being an oil exporter to once again being an oil importer. So obviously we're going to pay more. I mean, it's simple economics. If you don't understand that, I mean, how can I even discuss things with you? I mean, uh, there was a poll, or Brookings Institute did a study over gas prices over the last 50 years and whether they've gone up or not, depending upon who went into office. So they found out that this year, between January and February, biggest uptick in gas prices in an administration switchover in the last 50 years. It's up 22%. So gas prices are up 22% what they were last year at this time. But people are like, yeah, so what does that have to do with anything? How does this policy have to do anything? I I just explained that we don't export oil anymore. We're importing oil again, so we have to pay whatever price they want. So now we're at the mercy of OPEC. We're at the mercy of Russia. We're at the mercy of these countries who are selling oil. We have to pay their price. I mean, it's, it's 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 fairly simple. When you stop everything that was going on that contributed to the lower gas prices, I mean, the gas price is going to go up, and it's directly related to his executive order. I mean, maybe if he had taken these executive orders through uh, uh, through his bills, right? like through the legislative body, which is supposed to pass bills. If any of these would have been bills that would have been in front of the legislative chamber, they would have had debates on it. We would have heard about it. Possibly maybe even been reported on. I don't know. We're at day 60 now with no solo press conference. Day 60. So we don't know what he's doing. He doesn't have to answer for anything. Um, you know, and the whole... The thing that's killing me the most, okay, so immigration, right? So all these facilities down there that were pretty much empty um, are now at 700% capacity. They're taking in 300-plus kids a day. A day. So so here's the thing from the left. When you point that out, oh, it's just more kids in cages, they're like, well, you need, really need to look up unaccompanied children or breaking up the family. Oh, so when these kids came unaccompanied to the border and Trump had to put them in the facilities that Obama built, they were breaking up a family. But now they're unaccompanied children. So pay close attention Uh, on the news, in the press conferences, in the newspaper, online. It's all unaccompanied children now because they're not breaking up families. It's just unaccompanied children. Whereas unaccompanied children during the tenure of President Trump were referred to as breaking up the family. So keep that in mind. What used to be called breaking up a family is now called unaccompanied child. So that's the new argument. You're going to find the argument online. That's what the left's going to be throwing at you in defense of 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 this policy. And people are like, "Well, uh, we the border was already a mess. How how is the border a mess?" So in December, there was 72,000 stopped at the border. January to February, there is, after all the executive orders started being signed, there was 115,000. So that's about a 30-some percent increase. And it 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 obviously keeps going up. We see these facilities are at 700% capacity. They're saying it's like the Wild West on the border, but it's not a crisis. That's the other thing. They won't say crisis. When it was Trump, it was a border crisis, even though the border was under control. We had a border wall. We had, you know, rational immigration where people had to go through the process. They had a legal process. We didn't just open the borders and people are like, well, it's just because of Trump. No, no, it's not. You know, Joe Biden basically said, come on over here. We'll give you free everything. You know, we're going to be soft on immigration. Soft on immigration. They see that. They see the border as being porous. Believe me, I don't have a problem with with immigrants of any kind. You know, my family was once immigrants too. They came from Poland. Okay, but they came here legally. They came through Ellis Island. They legally immigrated here. If you want to be uh, a citizen of this country and immigrate to this country, that's great. But don't do it illegally, and we shouldn't be rewarding people who are legally crossing our borders. If somebody... Anybody has a Democratic friend. If you can ask them, or a liberal friend, you know, what country collects tax money from their citizens to send to the United States? So if they could find one country that collects tax money to send to us, they could find that out for me. I'd be really, really interested. Or find another country where we could go immigrate. Um, We could get bused into the middle of their country. Uh, We could be put up in a hotel Um, Would be given a check. Would be getting a COVID check, um, and they'd basically give us money. Can if somebody can find me one other country where we can do that, like without getting shot or, like, one other country. And even if we have COVID, we can just walk right into the country. So it's not like if we're trying to cross a country's border legally. Okay, where there's checks for COVID. You know, right now there's a 12% COVID rate in all these facilities. 12% COVID rate. So there are people coming over with COVID. If they're so worried about COVID, the spread of COVID, you got to wear eight masks, and you got to wear a bubble suit, and, and maybe by July we can talk to each other again. I mean, if you're all into that, then why aren't they following the science on that? You know? Why aren't they screening these people? Why do I have to be screened when I go anywhere? I mean, I'm going to go to the doctor's office, I get screened. I want to go here, i got to get screened. They take my temperature if I want to fly. I mean, but we're just letting these people pour in, and we're just giving them money. But it's not a border crisis. It's not a border crisis. So I don't know what constitutes a crisis, but, you know, maybe someday the president will actually speak on this. You know, and you just you just look at this position. This puts the United States in. I mean, you look at Biden. He's not talking to anybody. He's legislating by executive order because, I mean, he has control of the House and the Senate. And he has the tiebreaker in the Senate. Just legislate it. If it's that good of a policy, legislate it. You know, don't pound stuff down people's throat. Don't be the dictator. That's the other thing. It's just like, they're like, oh, Trump was a real dictator. Well, Trump didn't do any of this. You know, Trump didn't tell you you can't go anywhere. Trump didn't tell you you can't leave your house. You know, people remember, you can still wear a mask. I'm tired of seeing all the stuff about Florida and Governor DeSantos. You can still wear your mask. Nobody is telling you to not wear your mask. So when you go to Florida, they don't say, if you're wearing a mask, we're going to fine you, and blah, 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 and we're going to put you in jail, like they did if you weren't wearing a mask. No, you can still wear your mask. You can wear your mask as long as you want. You can wear the mask for the rest of your life. We don't care. The rest of us just want the choice to do it or not. I mean, I'm just tired of hearing that argument and everybody crushing on Florida when Florida has a low death rate. Florida has less deaths. They didn't shut down. They didn't destroy their economy. They didn't hurt individual citizens. They didn't ruin businesses. But God forbid. I mean, it's just, just look at your democratically controlled states that are on lockdown. New York. They're killing so many people they got to lie about it in New York. (coughs) California. They're trying to get rid of that governor because of his policies for covid because of the way he destroyed the economy without any proof i mean to the world right now this country looks so weak and we saw the responses this week after joe biden called uh, said that putin's a killer i mean that's great diplomacy right great diplomacy from the uniter the guy who wants to unite us all and I mean, we're going to be a kinder Gentler, you know, I don't remember Trump calling Putin a killer. He calls Putin a killer. And Putin goes on TV and challenges Joe Biden to have a live interview. Live, no tape delay, live interview. They're both in the studio. They can see each other. It's completely 100% live. And, of course, the Biden administration said uh, Joe was too busy playing Mario Kart and napping this weekend. So, I mean, I mean, Putin comes out and throws down that gauntlet. Earlier this week, we see North Korea, Kim Jong Un, or I don't know who's in charge now in North Korea. One of them said that he he thinks <laughs> he thinks Biden is uh, crazy. He thinks Biden has dementia. He thinks Biden is weak. Um, he has. that he still has a good relationship with Trump, um, that he wishes he was working with Trump because Biden is weak. And then we have China. So there were some meetings earlier last week, um, probably didn't hear about it too much in the news, up in Alaska with Secretary of State and the Chinese trying trying to formalize some stuff and trying to work our way through this COVID stuff. And the Chinese basically... Insulted our country, insulted Biden as being weak, insulted our policies as being weak, um, and how dare we criticize them on human rights. So they basically lambasted our country and in our country. So that's three times in one week. So we got Russia, we got North Korea, we got China, all calling our leader weak. And then what happens at the end of the week? He trips up the stairs. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I mean... If you voted for Biden, please let me know why. And please let me know if you're happy. I mean, how can you be happy? I just don't get it. This country is a mess right now. Hey, you got your $1,400. Yay! It cost you, what do they say, over $4,700, $5,000 for that 1400 you got? I mean, is is it, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? But it's time we look at all this. It's time we look at the big picture. You know, it's time we look at the House and the Senate. It's time we look at getting some term limits. It's time we look at starting to put the fire under these people. Make these people accountable. Otherwise, nothing changes. I mean, anybody that gets in there and they don't like them anymore, you see what's going to happen. They're going to cancel you. They're going to slander you. You know, I don't know if you saw last week, the Washington Post put a retraction on the big article they broke that Trump was trying to influence the election in Georgia by calling the Secretary of State or the, you know, the person in charge of voting and promising them this and that. None of that occurred. That was all fake. It's all false. Um, they got the wrong information. So, of course, they don't do it be, they know it's false when they print it, first of all. Okay. So then they don't do anything about it prior to the runoff election in Georgia. If they would have known that Trump didn't do anything, he wasn't trying to influence the election, that probably would have swayed some votes. But they don't. There's no accountability. So there was a decision, So district court decision in Washington, D.C., on the Federal Appeals Court. Um, so it was Judge Lawrence Silberman, he's a Ronald Reagan appointee, um, decided to go on a uh, use the dissent to rage over news outlet and press protections. So basically, he called on the Supreme Court to overturn the First Amendment case, the New York Times versus Sullivan, um, to allow media to be more responsible for what they print. Basically, that you know if they print something that's wrong, they need to be held liable. Um, he also called the New York Times, the Washington Post, Democratic Party broadsheets. And the Wall Street Journal leaning in the same direction, and almost every large newspaper, network, and radio station across the country following suit as a Democratic Party trumpet. So, I mean, he said also that it's frighteningly, it's a frighteningly orthodox media culture, the fact that they want to cancel Fox News. You know, because he says ideological homogeneity in the media or in the channels of information distribution risk repressing certain ideas from the public consciousness, just as surely if his his access were restricted by the government. He also launched into an attack on Silicon Valley, which he says censors Republican viewpoints. He doesn't take a position on the legality of social media censorship, as the companies are private not subject to the First Amendment. He believes that the First Amendment is not an adequate excuse for bias. Um, he sends repression of political speech by large institutions with market power, therefore is, I say this advisedly, fundamentally un-American. As one who lived through the McCarthy era, it's hard to fathom how honorable men and women can support so back, such actions. Um, he ended with a call for caution. The first step taken by any potential authoritarian or dictatorial regime is to gain control of communications, particularly the delivery of news. I mean, that's huge coming out of the Circuit Court in D.C. I mean, this—he's been around a long time. He's been on the court since what the '80s, since Reagan. And I mean, he's seen a lot. Obviously, he's a Republican. But, I mean, you don't often see that coming from a senior judge on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And he nails it on the head. He nails it on the head. You know, they're just a propaganda machine. When are we going to realize that? They're just a propaganda machine to pass the message on. I'm telling you, if... CNN started saying you had to wear a yellow mask or you'd catch coronavirus, everybody would be wearing a yellow mask. And if you weren't wearing a yellow mask, people would be like, oh my God, can't you follow the science? What about the science? Can't you follow the science? You need to wear a yellow mask. Don't tell me you're about the science, but then you don't want kids back in school. Okay? Because the science says it's the safest place for them. All right, people, let's remember to be kind to everybody. We don't know what anybody else is going through. They could be walking the hardest day on their shoes ever. So let's be kind, and let's spread the love, and let's make America a better place. Thanks for listening to Joe's Common Sense Podcast. Check out his Facebook page at Joe's Common Sense Podcast to leave your comments. Please subscribe and rate this podcast and tell your friends. Catch us back here next Sunday for another fresh new episode.